morning. Good morning and welcome. This is Tevo DRC, Pastor Tevo of the DFW Leader Ministry Online Fellowship. What I really want to say is I'm going to let the definition of, of what this person, the office, the apostle office, servant leader, represents to whomever, because I know the doctrinals about that are out there in the Christian ministry, and I'm only talking to the Christians, the saved Christians that believe the book, God's book, the Bible. So I'm presenting this because I know your theology, very, very theology of your opinion of a female doing this or a female of what is that and what is not that. So because I have a lot of uh, multifaceted parts of the ministry, I'm gonna give you a few handles because if you don't believe in a female being a pastor, apostle, that's okay. I mean, really, that's your choice. We each have the choice to hear God for ourselves based on Ephesians 4, the four common doctrines, which are not back in the law, so you can't use anything in the Bible to, in the New Testament sense to um, hurl an accusation. The test is accusation. It's nothing wrong with assessing Assessing somebody is not this or is that. There is an assessment, there is a need to evaluate purely. But when you go into the legalism, you're going to shine out that you're really back under the law in your mindsets and your ministry if you, if you accuse them. Oh, Paul said a woman should be silent in the church. You know, that is taken not my key point because I don't really have a limit. I was brought up raised on the law by my pastor father so i don't even think like that but i have to teach it because i've been with charismatics too often so that is taken wrong because it says apostle paul commanded the men you keep your women silent in the church nobody ever mentions that they forget it's your women your wives your your sisters your aunts your grandmothers whatever you keep them because paul it is my opinion who is not entitled lowercase letter apostle a all servant leaders the whole bible all ephesians offices are lowercase servant letter a no take off the grave pose of celebrity take off the grave pose of back under the law finger pointing take off the grave pose of um, trying to put on a false front to get ahead in ministry let's just be our let's rediscover and repackage not under the law, not under accusation in ministry, any kind of individual or call or look or title or race or gender. Okay. This does not mean with Ephesians 4, common doctrine, when Lord, when faith, when baptism, when God, the Father, us all, which is the hallmark of a real Christian. A real saved Christian, if they've invited Jesus into their heart. It does not go into the book of Acts, which I believe in firmly, but it's not going to make me finger point you if you do not believe in it. Because that is the theory. The whole book of Ephesians 4 is about community and preserving relationships, walking it out in diverse, multicultural chapters, excuse me, verses 1 through 3 of Ephesians 4, which is walking out everybody in humility meekness and lowliness among suffering endeavoring to keep unity that is the prize that's the choice prize so when i research you know god has had me research this a long time be a noble berean coming from a noble berean family coming in before during and now after and following the tv culture of christianity ministry 
the supposed fruit that is the remnant, there is a remnant, and then a real remnant. And then there is the plastic ministry, the form fit cult following. So because of the different mind fields and uh, God's call in my life to study his body since age 24, yeah, with them, embedded with them alongside the fruit of the choice ministries and some not as choice, some that might be going on the way to H-E double hockey sticks because of just their character. I'm uh, here today on the other side, and I'm so thankful of that. Is I'm, it's been a great, mostly really good, 85% good, healthy. But because so many people are affected by the non-healthy, so many. That's why we're addressing the cult, the cult following spirit on many ministries today. And we need a miracle ourselves because we've had the most opposite. Because I'm the off-scouring apostle, the kind of apostle like Paul, off-scouring, kicked out by the top. 12 that were mentored by Jesus, the incorrect, you know, the favored, well-known, respected apostles in the Christian church. Paul was kicked out because his vibe didn't match theirs. He was a different, a unique, different flavor in the anointing, same anointing, same body, but they didn't get him. They didn't want to get him. They were a click. So they were, we look from Paul, we say, well, you know, Paul had to go on his own. He said, I am not, Galatians 1, 1 and 2, servant leader, all the way. He saw the, the need to present Jesus and Christ and the true church as everybody equal. Everybody equal, male and female. He doesn't have an LP, Levitical patriarch, finger pointer. Neither did Christ, like the, the, the prophets who said they were prophets, but they were really Pharisees in the New Testament. Finger pointing is the secret that will reveal who is in a true doctrine or not, healthy church or not, if they're Pharisees, wannabes, people pleasers, plastic, or more like the organic godly realm with the fear of the Lord. Because there's no fear of the Lord in Phariseeism. There's, well, you know, something's, their cutting edge is now withered. So we are teaching cross-body unity. That's my stop. My, our call is Galatians 1, 1 and 2, not sent out by any one person, not by any one man, but by God himself. I and the brothers and sisters that are with us around the globe, online and on land. You know. So we've been pioneering in a foreign state until now, until right now. A foreign state called Dallas, Texas area. Texas. It's the, I mean, it was like growth spurt and it was the opposite of family in the Christian sense. I'm not putting Dallas down. I like Dallas, I like Texans, but the spirit of the people that were guarding the wells of the Holy Spirit, that was a poverty spirit of love. It was a dearth of community. It was a one-upsmanship. No fire of the Lord because there's no fear of the Lord. So we learned and we experienced and we came out on the other side, had to, you know, recuperate for the last six to eight months up here, but enjoying ourselves greatly. But I, on behalf of the body of Christ and the men and women, we honor the right one, the ones that are true, that are valid. We honor you. We understand. But we know that these people that I address about their doctrine, 
these people are presenting Jesus and that everyone else thinks you're like that. Everyone thinks that all the Christians are like that because they're meeting so many mega many millions that follow them. Do I point a finger of accusation at any leader that is over these, what is now coming to be Christian cults and some occult? Too many. Do I point a finger at the leader? No, I'm pointing a finger. If there's anything, God is pointing a finger at the fruit that is mingled with good but both evil, vulture culture, trendy, fantasy, false fronts, affecting relationships, affecting the fear of the Lord, affecting the body of Christ label, affecting the ministry, quote, brand, putting it in the capitalistic merchandising as, you know, popular, popular, prophetic, charismatic, white, black and brown. <laughs> and so we're here because we want to, God wants me to trouble the waters of this thinking, trouble the waters of the inorganic church to see who will rise up out of that and come to the surface and let the wells of the Holy Spirit be genuine and real and approachable and down to earth and no cult following and no commanded hierarchy and bowing and scraping. So we're looking at aristocracy, things that keep the common person. And see, I'm out here in the common person realm. I'm sent to the common person realm because I love it. I've always been in the micro, I'm a major in micro ministries, also mega ministries. So I can help people understand, like I can come, you know, I feel like God wants me to come. I can visit, sit in your audience a couple of weeks. Let me know, let you know for, as a prophet, what I'm picking up that is wonderful that might be you never thought about it because you're just pure in heart when you're up in the level of mega or micro and surrounded by your keepers your staff up in the pedestal of the usual church not that everyone is that is not a sin to be surrounded and up on the stage with all the people at your feet that's the tradition but i'm out here with the tradition Knowing who and what and why and doctrines, I'm very sensitive. God has made me very sensitive to churches and the doctrines, and I can walk in, charismatic ones especially, and I can, because I've been around, scent is a special field since 1991. And before that, really, in Cross Body Unity, black and white, charismatic, and raised a Baptist pastor's daughter. So we respect differences. We respect unity. We respect false doctrine as needs to be uprooted for this move of God. This is not the old era. This is the new era and I'm here to talk about it. That's why we're being this bold and confronting because what I'm saying, these people that are packaging in their ministry like this, the old-fashioned way of the 80s on, are now so immersed in their packaging or their group that their, their subgroup and their group and their followers and they don't know it many don't know it i'm letting you know that there is a new kind of breed out here it is not your culture out here now it is not the white wealth season and many too many in that can go over from the quagmire of their own religion by now, their own set way, the trap they're in. The trap we're all in because of y'all, a lot of y'all.
because there's no other presentation that's organic of what is down to earth approachable. It's not servant leader. So it's not really diverse. So I can help you grow and then you can keep on being the wonderful, honorable group and style you want to be, red state, purple state, blue state, but I'm not going to be misdiagnosed by your popular stereotype. When you get stereotyped in ministry, black or white or brown, the black people never do it to me. It is a huge, giant, it is a giant red flag. One, these people, they say they're a prophet. They're accusing you instead of assessing you. They're accusing you based like Eli, the, you know, tired, jaded, got our formula, devaluing God's fresh people you've never met without speaking or relating. This is it. It never relates. This is the whole ornery, high, high and mighty thing. It is not loving. And the people who have been biased against, stereotyped before by the Center of Plastic Ministries, know it. We're no, God has created a lot of smart people out here. A lot of very smart male and valuable people. Males and females, brown, black and white, all skin, young and old. There's a, because of media and all the wonderful gospel, and all the weird stuff as well. There's a lot of spirituality out here of discernment. And I pray for you. Protection. That's been my foundation to pray for ministers prior to Dallas when it was a season of discovery. I never had known about Achievement Babylon Ministry. I would never have suspected I would get be taken a captive like a Daniel to walk in amongst it. The golden lampstands of the rich and famous <laughs> and the wannabes at the lower level who are thinking they are the next ones. So it is the matter of doctrine that I'm popping on. I'm not accusing the persons because I believe the famous people that I'm, they're my age generally and up and down a bit that started the movements are, are sane. I think they just over time got up in that environment where you can't help it, but it's powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places at mega and micro. It affects it, and that's what being used against our nation now, media. It is nothing wrong with being on media, but it is now that the now that the masses have been sitting and watching it along with myself since Christian TV came on famous faces and mega you know presented well-packaged ministry self-style ministry charismatic all the publications came out all the way to do ministry and publicize and get it packaged CDs and all that it is now at the bottom ground blind cult followers vying for attention, competing, accusation, finger pointing. We love our beloved prophet, apostle, famous teacher. We love them. And he says, she says, don't do this. And you're doing it. That means for me, non-whelp, not under Levitical patriarch of shepherding or matriarch. I'm a maven a connoisseur of doctrine theology. 
I'm a professor, a prophetic presser. I happen to be white as God's need to be the litmus test to stir up this spirit. It's a real demon spirit. He packaged you. He packaged me in a certain earth suit and ethnicity for our mission on the earth. He gave you a handcrafted, tailor-made white or black or brown earth suit. He puts you specifically in a gender that he needs you to operate in to be a sign and a wonder to many people. As a test, maybe, to them. How will they react when you show up in a room unannounced? And then you may be a test to you. Man, I didn't know I'd be born black. I didn't be, know I'd be born five foot ten. It took me a long time to get used to that. Five foot nine and a half. It took me, you know, because the earth suit matters to so many people. We're living in a natural, and not a Holy Spirit environment. We're living in a natural critical environment. So, but I had to, that's what's made me braver, was just to help people like that. So God has put you in your earth suit, and then you got to go to the Christian church. And you want to submit because you love Jesus. Let's say you're black and you're brown or you're white, and you want to go to a certain church because you feel like that's what God is saying. So you want to go fellowship with the saints. You have no other agenda. Just to be with Jesus and get his joy and fellowship, Hebrews 10, 25. That's today. That's when you meet the rubber and the road of relationship disrespect the disfigurement of christ following the perversion of the real organic christ who is middle eastern not white who is not into hoop jumping or the law who came and triggered the pharisees so that every time he tried to do anything important and major in his call to birth a global ministry he was attacked and accused and character assassinated and never confronted and avoided by religious spirit, by the religious system. And that is exactly me and Welp. The Welp and I, the Welp is an enemy to my, whatever this call is, has been. It is the Alexander Coppersmith of this ministry, the Pauline non-table waiter chief apostle ministry with a lowercase letter meaning to me this me the off scouring of the world like paul content godly contented you know the bible says one of paul's writings my hero one of my hero paul's writings is the from such turn away fellowship that the lord spoke to about dallas if they're second timothy one you know paul said fellowship with the saints don't forsake that 10 20 hebrews 10 25 as some have and that's the law down at the bottom at the grassroots of the united states everywhere they don't go to church they're a church hoppers all that accusation i'll have been around that suffered many people suffered through the years all right let me get me some coffee here hold on god and i and a cup of coffee are so nice so, um, so when Apostle Paul commanded 
they forgot to tell this crowd out here, this giant bunch of Christians, that that is not one of the Ephesians 4 common doctrines. It, it is a call. Everything in the Bible is to be, everybody's responsible to believe it all, to do it all, young or old. However, God, Father, He knows that we're creatures are weak and besetting sins and failures, and that's why He sent Jesus, who loves us and will forgive us. And then there are people with a relationship with the Lord that He holds you privately, and He'll show you things that He knows that you're weak in, that you fell last weekend one more time. And he knows he'll identify this. You know, I'm holding you. You got to grow up. You got to get better at it. You fell into sin one more time. You slept with that girl, whatever. And that is a sin. But because he knows you are that bad, and he knows that you have a history of just not knowing anybody else who didn't do that a lot, he will work with you to mature you because you have a besetting sin, maybe an addiction. But as you are now getting older and mature, he will not settle that you are a slave to that or any other kind. He will instead expect you to get help, counsel, deliverance, to study and to mature. And then after a while, if when he says it, I don't know the timing on anybody. Everybody's different. Everybody's unique. So after a few years, after one week, after 10, 10 years after two or three years if you haven't gotten the complete victory he will hold you then responsible and he can bring down the judgment so therefore we don't want anybody to go through judgment and i'm not but we're teaching that we need to defrag the accusation let's say if the um young person or old person had that addiction of sexual sin all right well then if they know about it that's their responsibility but According to the law, I mean, the Ephesians 4 common doctrine, they're accountable, but not to be accused. A lot of people, I, and I would value to teach this, a lot of people who have these kind of addictions, all right, which I have not, but I empathize because sugar can be like cocaine. Let's put it that way. Overeating under pressure just for fun to take off, you know, that's a binge, you know, that's equal. But you got to train people that they can run to daddy, that they can talk to people not under the law about this and not be afraid of being judged and condemned because they already know they've done something, you know, that isn't right with God. So the idea is we have to retrain accusation into assessment that then warn them, you know, after a while, it says that those who harden their hearts repeatedly will then fall without measure, that it's about those being reproved. So we respect people. We honor the person, but we say, you know, this is something that is a core issue that God says is unclean or unhealthy for you. He loves you, but it's now time for you to mature to the next level. I think of the Pharisees. Here Jesus is sitting there, the man, 30s, in his 30s, the Messiah. And he's sitting there in the New Testament, and all of a sudden this crowd of men come up. And it's the Pharisees, the old religious system. You know, I know the whelp spirit is like that. It comes after you. You just don't do anything. You're sitting there minding your business. You're not minding anybody's. You're just wanting to do what God says, and that thing follows you. It, uh, it approaches you, it accuses you. 
So I know that it is a spirit. So here Jesus is out here minding his business, doing the Father's work, trying to plant a global ministry and not being famous, the office prophet of the world and of the Messiah and of the apostle of the over the gates of every city of the, in ministry, Christian ministry. Yet he's not in the temple, he's out, outside of the temple because the religious system is tainted. It's all business. So the um, Pharisees, the group of men come over to Jesus and he's, you know, in his 30s. And so they bring with them their treasure. They caught a female. They caught a female in adultery. So they come over and throw this lady down at Jesus' feet to see what he will do because they all know the law. They're ready. They're going to trap Jesus. So here's this female. They bring, throw it at the feet of Jesus and say, what are you going to do? Jesus, who is not going to be moved by this pressure, their power, their position, their look, their group, the size of their tribe, he is not moved because he understands. It's a battle of spiritual, it's a contest of the Holy Spirit versus the devil. Accusation. See, these people were accusing the lady. They had caught her and they were there to get judgment, their victory. We are righteous, that type of thing. So they throw the lady, accusing her at his feet, and Jesus takes time and he assesses. He thinks, he goes to the Father, he writes in the sand, and he thinks, what I think he's doing is like, all right, Dad, how do we figure this? What do we say to this group? What do you, how do you want me to play this? How do you want me to handle it? So that private talk with the father is so valuable that's how i handle you know many people handle life like this so before he reacts because jesus is not a, a reactionary he's not a knee-jerk reaction preacher or messiah so he ponders he thinks and lets the lord give him exactly what to say so here he looks at the tribe of men the group of pharisees the religious cluster and he says is he, he says, which one of you Pharisees have never committed any sin? And to me, what I think, I've been saying, the Lord's been saying this for like three years. In that group of men, he probably thought, how many of you have never lusted, have never committed adultery, and never committed fornication? the top three trifectas of every Pharisee accusation LP. Calling the kettle black. Usually the her kettle. But this is the issue. That was a sidetrack. Let's go to the real issue. Jesus knew the hearts of the people, the mean people that were following him, uh, trying to trick him, trap him, look better, justify accusations. These were leaders. These were leaders that were invested in their product. Their, these were all men. These were all Levitical Pharisee, maybe the Eli Templi priesthood, the junior version. So Jesus just went after them and he said it in, with all respect. He did it with all Holy Spirit. And so therefore when he said, which one of you have never sinned, each one of them realized, I've committed lust, or maybe said I've committed adultery, or, two or three times, or maybe I've committed fornication all my life.
but because we're in the good old boys ministry club, nobody ever put it like that. So they, um, Jesus talks that he says that, and then they, they get it. They needed to get it. They get it, and they slink away. The other point that one wants to observe: what is the symbol of the Levitical patriarch shepherding and the Pharisees? It has ought against women. I have no clue why. It goes back to Levi, the father of the tribe of Levi, who was raised the middle child in a dysfunctional, chaotic household. He was the middle child of Leah, the disfavored one that Jacob's wife, he loved Rachel and her children, but Leah he looked down on. So therefore, the anger of Simeon and Levi were angry probably at their mother because she was rejected. That demon of resentment and bitterness and hate toward women, misogyny was birthed there. You know, seeking to act out, he was a murderer. He usurped his father's authority later and slaughtered a tribe after their sister Dinah got raped. And the father, the patriarch Jacob, said, Don't kill the person he wants to marry her. He loves her. And instead, the sneaky, usurping Levi festered and planned a plot with his brother and told the neighboring tribe men behind their father's back to get circumcised or else they couldn't marry the daughter, thus their brother couldn't marry the daughter, which was not true, he lied. So therefore, then they tricked the people. The men said, okay, we'll do anything to let this, you know, be at peace with one another. So he said, you need, you have to be circumcised or else we won't let you marry our, our daughter, our, our sister. And that was a lie. False authority as well, moving in false, undermining a rebellious authority. So then we see that they tricked the men into getting circumcised. And then on the third day when they were sore, too sore to fight, that's when Levi and his brother went after them, aggressed them, and killed, them, slaughtered the tribe. That is the huge fruit of what I need in wealth. A lot of places. There could be men wealth that are not as, not as evil, but there are some that are. Murdering can mean character assassinating, you know, all that behind your back. Having a bias against women, misogyny, women hating. And it's deeply, deeply, deeply in the white well realm. Okay. So we go back to the Pharisees and make one more point. One more assessment based on fruit. Here they come with their treasure. They've caught a treasure, a female, an unwise female who is caught in adultery, and now they're ready to get their joy juices to sear stone. What I noticed through whelp history is that even the Levitical patriarchism that was in the Puritans, the Western European Puritans settled America who came down, some of them, not all of them, and they were good, some of them had the same demonic doctrine because they are the ones that that wanted to that kill the women only the leader women at the Salem Massachusetts witch trials based on spectral evidence spectral evidence if you google that is vibes nightmares impressions not evidence it was sin what they did but it was only women that did it they did it to it was only women and only women when 
the LP book came out, and it's like the favorite book, The Scarlet Letter by Nathaniel Hawthorne of the same era, it only taught that the woman, Hester Prynne, had to wear a scarlet letter because she was caught in adultery, but they don't do it to the man. So just like the Pharisees, they only brought the woman. They never bring the man. The man is like, oh yeah, good old boy, you know, you know, one of us, you know, surely boys will be boys, you know. And mamas are raising this. Hey, listen, mamas, grandmothers, you are raising it. So don't think it is about only men. Ego on a pedestal, mama's boy can do no wrong. That is the subculture I can't stand. And I trigger it. <laughs> I trigger it by walking in. I don't even have to do anything. All I do is be calm in myself. A Baptist minister's daughter. A person who respects males and females, who has no hate, no bigotry, no bias toward any. Never had a lust issue in the man's side, but only sugar. And I'll punch you out. No, I won't. I'm tired of it, so I address it. I'm confronting that whelp spirit. It is a Jezebel. I think it's so funny that a person that I walk in, and if the whelp spirit is there, they will look at me, some of these men. Usually the ones that do this are from this certain Springfield, Missouri, big white denomination. But there's certain kind of whelp that are the character assassinators that will... Witch? She's a witch. He's a witch. He's a witch. She's a witch. Prophetic, charismatic. Pathetic. Crazy-matic. When you go there, you're prophetic, crazy-matic in your fruit. Okay, I'm judging your fruit. Accuser fruit, crazy-matic. Weirdness. Weirdness. Never speaking but accusing. Never speaking but accusing. Never speaking but putting people like Hester Prynne on his trial when she didn't do it. Never having your witch trials in your own area, your own pastor's meeting. And I know this because I've had board members that witnessed you know, certain things I'd seen already years ago. So the idea is that we're not shy about mentioning this because you have to, and I'm the lampstand leader, the apostle over the gates of this house, the DFW leader online, DFW leader fellowship will be on land too. So. And so I'm now, because I am the prophet apostle, according to Church of Thyatira, it is up to me to confront the controlling demonic Jezebel, false teacher, and that's what I do. Males and females, black and white, young and old alike, who do that, that is false teaching. If you assess them as being something, that's okay. If you accuse them unjustly but gossip about them and withstand them, so that you do not relate to them, they cannot connect, and you don't want to get to know them, to evaluate them with their doctrine or their, you know, their true character. That is hatred. You, that is the devalue. That is the antithesis, the antichrist. That is antichrist. It is antichrist because I read my Bible, which I enjoy doing, and I see in Jesus Christ's life and ministry from his birth to his grave, that he respected his mother, all women, all men, all children, all problems and issues of life and Roman centurions, he respected them equally. Jesus Christ, the brown-skinned messianic Jew from Middle East, was not a bigot. 
not a misogynist, not a disrespectful patriarch prophet. Paul was not a Levitical patriarchy, but he'd been raised up under it. He knew the term. I was not raised by patriarchs. My mom came from patrician matriarch Christian. And I learned back when I was 18 at a Jesus person time, I thought, I, don't, I, I will not do that. I cannot do that. And I don't. However, when I deal with LPs and especially Lady Will that serve them, I just realized I had to get tougher. These people are, so, these accusers are mean. I've had people jump me, literally, for showing up and introducing myself. So therefore, I have to, on the sake of Jesus Christ, good name, his safe, sane name as the Savior, teach this stuff. Because if you go through, the Lord had said when I was along my journey studying his body, if you see something that happens three times or more, you're seeing what I see in a great scale. You need to address it and confront it and teach on it, which I do. So here I am, your sister, trying to love you by a lot of you who are tough uh, because this is not the old error of us. It's not we-centric, we-colonial leadership only anymore and i'm not we i'm here to say there are different kinds of white people and different kinds of styles in ministry and so when i assess the wealth and the wealth they're not really diverse they don't know how to do it i can help you let me help you but they are different kinds of persons that are white within the white group and one of them is red state country wise wealth and those are the ones that un that are valid and the fact they're made by God. We want to protect them. And they need to do it for themselves by getting wise and mature. But we cannot help but say, I've noticed this subculture, and that is ruinous to Jesus' name because it accuses. Not everybody born in the country that's white is eccentric. We centric is we are the world. We're used to being over everybody. We are colonial. We used to, you know, therefore they react that way when you walk in their church. When you're a visitor to try to really love God and they they're legalistic. I'm the, what I do is I'm a trigger because I am E-O-R-R. -R. I'm very diverse. I've always had this African thing God has given me. And I am, we, we global. I don't think I own everybody. I don't think I'm meant to be over you. I'm like Paul. Paul said in Galatians 6.1, I am the brothers that are with me. I'm sent out by, I'm an apostle sent out by, sent out by God, not any one group. So I can't be bought. I can't be micromanaged. I can't be told I can't say that. You shouldn't say that, Paul. Not sent out by any one person. They're they're fallible. I'm fallible. They're fallible. But but I and the brothers, the multitude of Christians who are with me, and this is it. Paul said they are with me. They are co-laborers with me, my peers until proven otherwise, and that they will be we're doing God's work, and here I am in an outpost. I picture this like an outpost of resources for the body of Christ. As Paul is sent cross-body, true unity, that's our flavor. Our brand is cross-body, true unity, because I'm not a charismatic. 
I dropped out of the leading of the Lord in 2012. Really, my history goes back. I had to, I had so much demonic attack, so much witchcraft. I couldn't fellowship. I just didn't feel love at all. That I really had a, a supernatural. In 1996, after a meeting, I prayed in the Spirit a lot, and I had a visitation for two weeks where their Lord gave me the IFFM, the International Fellowship of Foundational Ministries, and I got a nonprofit for it. But because of the hell on earth in my life in the last 15 years, I just had to not deal with it. And I put the nonprofit down as a sign of God's displeasure at how we have to do things, 5013CYs and you know, all this stuff, and then being dropping out of the charismatic movement. Even though I move in the spirit, I'm a prophet. I can teach on that and assess it. But the International Fellowship and Foundation of Ministries, which was revealed to me, like Paul, I'm going to bring it out. I've got to bring it back now, make up for what lost time. And it stands for Ephesians 2, and it was pre-Dallas. I had no clue about the next 20 years, next awful 20 years in the spiritual, you know, fellowship and community sense. Ephesians 2, 19 and 20 says that the the church, Jesus' global church, his unique facets within that are birthed by the word given out, the teaching that comes from the apostle and the prophet with Jesus Christ being a cornerstone. I'm going to teach on that a while in the next few weeks to make sure everybody knows where I'm back on this because it was God's call and the old enemy himself, mean devil and using his people, too many, caused me just to have to think, I need to survive and keep my heart straight. I don't want to have fear of man. I can't be people-pleasing. Let them kick me out of being in their auspicious white circles and see um, where I was, where I was sent. Usually I've been with more black people, African-Americans in all colors up in Virginia and around when I'm speaking and out of state as well. But then when I went on my deportation down to Psalm, I think it's either 37 or Psalm 137 ministry, Babylon, which I never wanted to know about. I had never, never as a discerner, prophet, seer for all my life, I had never been so assaulted by this horrible post-Christian climate and too much of it, and celebrity and witch-watching, accusation and achievement and no love. So therefore, I am still sent. I don't accuse people, God's people, but I, I am on the case of these doctrines. What? Every time I had something weird, my pattern is to say, because I've got experience now, many a generation worth, that I say, well, what's, if they still rob me blind, refuse to be confronted, tell me I'm not sweet, accuse me for wanting to get my stuff back like they have in Dallas. <laughs> You're not sweet like baby Jesus, because they've never been taught confrontation that's part of the bible keeping the relationship and respecting other people that's ministry missing links so now i know to, about it i'll teach on it but the point is this is the issue relationships are not respected you are not respecting you're not valuing 
God's people that are trying to come and help you in your ministry and love you because you are fearful and you're all one culture you're all white you're all white so when I was on this trail I didn't know I'd be mostly with white in that barren but I was there to see I think that subculture the whelp subculture full force and its fruit and how it affects how strongly it affects our nation also family dysfunction I've never seen so much family dysfunction out in the field as I had ever seen in the Christian community down there Texas does it mean they're evil no I mean I love them but they're under the law and their culture is a culture of us are for no more at the bottom root. that is all there is because a lot of people are moving in that's the other thing LP you're not ready you're not ready to be sent to anybody not just like you and God is moving God has all these people from the pandemic and business and showbiz moving in and you are there they're liberals that's what I keep thinking I was I really felt that I felt like these people are used to being the top dog only their way and I'm not these people are used to saying our culture is here and we own it and own you and you are ours because we're used to it and i don't think like that i was the expat horrified simply shocked at the culture of this embedded huge maximum culture christian culture and i think this is why i didn't realize i wanted to be there but i thought Man, what's in their doctrinal bathwater? Self-justifying all this. They're self-justifying it because they got it down into a formula and they can't be told a doggone thing. So this is why I am that strong because I had to be. I had to be. Or I wouldn't have made it with good cheer to live to this new victory area. Joy, joy, joy. You don't know. No, I'm so grateful. You do not know. The Christians, let me say this, before I got here, it didn't me. The Christians up here are organic. They're all, it's much more diverse up here, but they have done their work. And the spiritual realm of prayer has been done great links to intercede for the repentance, to do the right thing. They're more into the organic. Now, I have found you can find a, you know, once in a while, Levitical Patriarch, Levitical Matriarch, but I just avoid that now. I can get away. There are other places, and I can respect them, and I can be their friend and dialogue and teach them, because I'm. Oh, that's what my call is: to be pure-hearted and to hold no grudges. I'm not holding any grudges. I'm saying that, you know, many people who are white. Let's put it this way: tame white, not intense. Tame white used to be with tame white. If I get on my passion, they think I have unforgiveness, that I have bitterness, that I can't get over it. You know, I so I had to write this. I said, there's one, it's like racism. This is like racism. If you're black, you'll get it. You'll know this. But these tame white, not their fault, but I'm nutting it. It is bad that you can't understand it. So let me tell you, if you walk in and you're white, one of these tame white, we centric, sweet. Nobody, they'll get you. You'll be right at home. Oh, you are. We're so glad you're here. 
But if you are not WeCentric and you have whatever I've got, this bold side, not tame, <laughs> I walk in and it will, you'll be immediately frozen out. So I think, I think what's in their doctoral bathwaters, what kind of culture is doing this, that's where I get this. But I think for black people, if I show up, that's what they're doing to many, some black people, because black people have an energy and a vibe that is not we-centric. <laughs> Atypical visitors. Some of the people I have, uh, and see, the worst thing is all these people that do this, most of these, the majority of Christians who do this reaction like this, deer in the headlights, freezing out because of typecasting, they say they are prophets. They call themselves prophets. They think they're seers. Listen, that's the old seers. You know, I'm not saying they're old or young, but listen, your heart has to be pure, and I must, I must be the chosen test case for that spirit, that political spirit that's not pure. It's not pure. Blessed, and here's another thing for the seers and prophets. <clears throat> Blessed are the <clears throat> blessed are the pure in heart, they shall see God. Well, if your heart is not pure because you've got misogyny, bias, you're a knucklehead, <laughs> a bigot, proud aristocracy, our four no more. We're gonna own you, sister, because you are channel to this ministry. <laughs> We're really in it for the money. Let's see. Oh, yeah, one more fan club follower. She looks just like the similar white woman that's middle-aged. Maybe a mean intercessor. I've been there. And you know what? I survived because of Jesus, not them. Not you. <laughs> Despite of them. I love them. I really do. I really do love them. Some are real nice. A few. So I will help you grow. You need growth. And you need retraining. A little bit of uh, balance to your ministry. And so, so you're not so easily spooked. But I realized it, it was so horrible. I went to the, uh, you know, trying to find Holy Spirit to get, because I had, you know, great attack and suffering down there. Only to walk in and know that the witch watchers have spied you. And then when I noticed how many people, women, are viewed as the fan club, the next fan club follower, often, you know, little woman fan club, dismissed, your age is too old, all this stuff. You're only a woman. Withstood because you're a woman. You're only a woman. And I went, whoa, I've never felt this in ministry of my life until down here. And I realized, and it was like, she's a women's liver. She's in rebellion. She's not under authority. And I'm like, I'm not under your authority. Why would I need to be? You're under the law. You're accusers, you're biased and bigoted and controlling and evil. That fruit is evil. And then, sad to say, for the whole area, the region, in the sweet kind, I just didn't wear pink. I didn't think pink. I was immediately, I just don't wear pink. Sorry. I myself. That's the issue. And I see this is it. It's a controlling thing, diminishing thing. Oh, they think pink. They're shallow. Like, you know, they're, they think pink. Not all of you that wear pink, surely. Even men that wear pink. No, I'm not coming down on you. I'm thinking there is a vacuous diminishing when I think 
pale pink. Frankly, I don't do pale pink. So we think, um, let us work on our marketing of Hebrews 10:25, fellowshipping with the saints. I'll work on me. I'm working on my marketing right now. I've got plans to go work out, to eat the correct things when I eat out, and to get this looking better. You know, you got to market it a bit more. But I'm in my early morning dialogue with the Lord, and I have a great time, no matter what. And um, this is about the respecter of persons. Either there is a respecter of persons culture in your church, in the church, meaning we only want certain kinds here. We have a racial profile, a gender profile, and you better meet in our typecast, or we will distance yourself or think you're no good, or try to freeze you out, or else not. Now, if you have a respecter of person's spirit, that means you only respect some, your kind, your clan, your cult. Cult, yes. All right. However, the rest of them who are not stupid, the ones you're freezing out, they get it. They know what you're doing because they've been around this before, that bigoted, high and mighty self-righteousness, accuser of the brethren, mother and sister and race. It's elite spirit. All these things are anti-Jesus. Let's say they're accusing, they accuse people without even relating to them. It is a spiritual anathema to Hebrews 10.25. So what I'm saying from the last few weeks, let's just start all over in this new era. Let's start all over with repackaging Hebrews 25. I think if you go there and you find out they're a club, a clan, a clique, our kind no more, a red state only wanted that's white. Uh, if you want only our kind, you need to market better. You need to make it plain. Don't wait. I don't want to waste my time saying that it's really Hebrews 25 come fellowship with the saints. It's really a club. So I don't want to put gas in my car, carve out the time to go over there and find out only, only certain styles wanted. So just market it. No more false advertising. No more false fronting. Okay, don't be, you know, let us have truth in advertising. No more bait and switch. Don't say, oh, Jesus Christ, baby Jesus, love, fellowshipping, you're wanted in our ministry. No, don't do that. Save us time. Just put white people only, black people only, our kind only, club members only, cult members only. Oh, this is a ministry cult. Just say, this is a ministry cult. Don't put it a fellowship. This is a ministry click. This is a ministry bastion, a fortification, looking for the devil to come in and take it from us. Okay? Don't, don't say this is a church. If it's a hierarchical, people-pleasing potentate, just say, this is the sultan's quarters. <laughs> You're treading in. Come to our good worship at the Sultan's Quarters. <laughs> the potentate, the patriarchal potentate of the Welt Ministry is there, and its subservient barking matriarchs guarding the portals of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so, if you need theological breakdowns of what is good in your ministry, I'll help you. Because there is a lot of some good. But if you need a frank dialogue, very respectful, equal opportunity, very respectful, men and women. 
I'll be glad to help you and show you how to improve, you know. Because one thing I will make everybody know. You know, one thing about myself, I have rhythm. I have a lot of rhythm. I have a party animal inside. Thank God it's a Christian party animal. But I can really, I can really raise the roof when allowed to. But that free untamed person, a misogynist, will think it's unruly or to be taken, possessed, owned, talked about, blasphemed, all this. And I don't like doing this, but I know that I speak a lot of people who can identify this if you've been through racism, chauvinism, bias, persecution, abuse, and, and trauma, which I had been through trauma. And that's, I guess, why I was so sensitive to that. God allowed me to have trauma, looking for the Holy Spirit, looking for love in all the wrong places. So what we're going to do is try to make it a compilation website, trying to, you know, focus to present the two parts that I really have for the body. One is for the eagles, the prophetic ministry, so that you can really make sure you are presenting the accurate prophet, Christ, and ministry in your stream, your flow. And you can have different kinds of flow. That's great. Different kinds of eagles. Then I'm going to have the other side, which is more getting rid of well, the other one may be just the new thing that I've got going, television and the uh, opening up the door here in the area for counsel, for teaching, for training, for worship, and get my thing going because I am an educated, you know, I have the, I'm a professor. What the Lord wanted me to say was, let me get out my, um, yes, I'm a, I'm a sheep herder. I was supposed to say a few things. I'm a sheep herder. I, you can hear about the, a God pastor i'm all five offices all right i'm a maven not a matriarch a maven is a connoisseur of doctrine of theology i am so i'm a connoisseur of doctrine and theology and prophetic charismatic is one of my top favorite specialties but i'm also a, a prophetic musician and I, I am a professional musician for many years trained and given workshops and also done house lesson, home lessons, and composing CeCe Life songwriter for many years, decades. That part was killed off in the last season. Not now, but I, it needs prayer to get it back full force. Prophetic inventor, creator, you know, with a lot of sound and vibes and things. But that part was killed off in DFW. Bye. The culture <laughs> of what I just mentioned. All right. So I'm a sheep herder. That means I can oversee people as a prophetic pastor, overseer, apostle, prophet type person, mentor people, two or three, five or ten. And I can grow a, a business ministry or whatever we want this to be, God wants. I can do that. But I am basically wanting to be a part of helping other churches grow and helping pastors. And I am a sheep herder. That means it, when I come, when I've come to all these churches, if the Lord leads me to come, I want to know the churches, the Christian churches. Because when I'm out here in the fields that are white for harvest on the front lines, the bursts of fellowship level, and I'm not a critical spirit, I will meet people that need a church. 
and I have always tried to recommend them to churches that I know are safe, healthy, and not cults, not biased, not gender biased, racial biased, all right, age biased. So therefore, I know, I know some people prefer a calm church. They wouldn't want a lot of rocking and a rolling in the Holy Spirit. All right, I know that. So we need to know that kind, your style. Two or three of these, and then some that are more African-American. We need you. We really need you. Then we need some that are <clears throat> proven that they are mature, because some people need full force prophetic and full force teaching. So I'm looking <clears throat> for where I go when I need to go to get away. And I can serve. And that's how I've always done. Try to connect and try to be real and myself, available as a sent one. Let's see if there's anything else on my list. So I'm a, you know, if you're an apostle, a real apostle, milled and sifted for a generation. If you're a real apostle, a work, a colony planter, a God-called commission colony planter, and you have to go and clear the land. Well, then you have tribulation, many tribulations. But when you clear the land, from my point of view, I have to clear the land of the wealth because they will, my spirit, I'm not, I'm a gentle person. I really am a gentle spirit. And I didn't know I have to go into full force combat with these white accusers. I feel it in my spirit and it's an accuser. It's the devil and it really bothers me. It makes time, I have to take time off because I feel that that old, that old seriously horrible, horrible women, you're out of order. We suspect you evil thoughts. See, I was raised so opposite. My dad was healthy. He wasn't like that. I knew no Levitical patriarchs growing up. I only had respect. Do what God says. All right, I will. That's all it was. I have permission to do this. I don't need your permission to do it. And that's what they want me to believe. You're only an inferior second in command, you know, underneath this female. I am your mentor. I am your maven of doctrine and theology. I am your neighbor and I'm there for you, pro you, unless proven otherwise. I have a human's ministry, not a little woman or a big woman's ministry. I have a human's ministry as a pop. Let me go into it. As Apostle Paul was sent to the Gentiles and Apostle Peter was sent to the Jews Five or six years ago, I asked the Lord in Dallas, I said, well, Lord, if those two were sent like that, am I, if I'm an apostle, a training apostle, who am I being sent to? And he said, slacks wearers. I laughed because I thought, that's a riot. Because I'd always been sent to men all my life. Big men, mega men and micro men that are big people, really. Quality and capable women. So the idea is I have a micro mega ministry that is a mega ministry. And I can go up or down and feel equal. I value mega and I value micro. And I think right now micro may be the saving grace for our nation. And I want to help you micros if you grow because God wants to grow you. Not fall into a lot of the traps that we did on the move up. And I'm not moved up, believe me, I'm still out here. 
but I'm saying I can see the big ones that were not big 30 years ago, 20 years ago from the 80s, and I'm out with them and I can see good. I can see cult and how it happens and how people are not thinking or growing and they're all one tunnel vision to the famous prophet and then the cults. You want to avoid this. It is in our nation, big in our nation, and we want to help you be diverse, think young, get out of the prison house of your old style of LP and whelp and whelm, and I will be there to be your mentor and your helper. I think we need to start again in a new area saying this is, we want to make it safe and not typecasting. Typecasting comes at the jaded level of ministry, the jaded sage. We've been around this bush too many times, had too much warfare, seen too many weird people. Now we're freaked out because, oh no, we thought we'd gotten rid of them. There they are again. <laughs> but you don't know it's a Hannah. A Hannah had been through tragedy too much to speak much because I was there as a symbol, a sign to a lot of these elite ones. It's the elite so I'm not moved by elegance, I'm not moved by power, I'm not moved by anything but the Holy Ghost, and therefore I don't need to be diminished, so I leave. If I get disrespected, diminished, told that I'm evil by your fruit, that's just the Jezebel spirit trying to attack my ministry, and I don't need that, so I go where they don't have the LP spirit, and they're much more joyful. See, that's it. I have a I have a merry side. A merry heart does good as a medicine. That's why I think African Americans like me. Many people are not we centric like me because I have a sense of humor. I'm pretty funny. Maybe odd, but they can handle it. And a musician, a creative thinker, honor, spontaneous. So let me get to my list. So Ephesians 4, basically. Ephesians 2, 2, 19 and 20, the International Fellowship of Foundational Ministries. One of the the call is that as one of the oracles, apostle, prophet, that helps to give doctrine with Jesus Christ being the cornerstone. Not that I'm the saint or the perfect doctrine teacher. That's why I think you got to be like Paul. I submit it to you as a sila, not dogma. To say, you hear God for yourself, you test it out, see if it's really in scriptures, because Paul did it like that. Paul, my hero, said, I'm so glad that these great Jews, the noble Bereans, pick apart my doctrine when I teach it to make sure it lines up and see that is what I allow. I allow. I don't want you to be under me. I don't want you to be over me. I want you to be in a community, and if I am more experienced in a certain way and in a certain age, then you respect me. But if I can see that you are to be my peer, that's fine. I mean, there should be peers in, in the Christian sense until, until proven otherwise. Why? Because we have so much training for 30 years online that people out here are just as wise and smart, even smarter than a lot of people who've been around for years up on stage. Or else I wouldn't be teaching this. Else I wouldn't be getting this LP stuff if y'all were so perfect. Okay. Let's see this. So I am a professor. This is how you handle it. If you think, you know, 
I don't want to deal with a female pastor. <laughs> All that title stuff, Ephesians, weird. Okay, call me your friend, a professor. I'm a prophetic professor, but not a pathetic professor. Okay, I've been around. I have an honorary doctorate. I have a degree in comparative religion of all things. But I, to be honest, I thought, I thought college was really tame and boring. I really did. I barely made it out. I mean, I, I just got and I've learned this. You know, good background in my family to study and inquire. But then I had a honorary doctorate given to me in 2004 of sacred music because I had written a Christian version and an Old Testament, a real, a, a version, a Christian version of the music theology, and uh, then the traditional music because I am a professional musician. So then I have that, and then I had my three earned PhDs down in Dallas. These are the main ones that really count. And anybody can get them. Anybody anywhere can get these PhDs. Down in Dallas, the former wallflower, hesitant leader, pure in heart, but hesitant, earned her PhDs, her street cred. PhD one, due to the religious achievement spirit down there. PhD, pretty hard days. PhD, PhD2, piled high and deep. Then to top it off, I got my DFW degree. Dallas finest and its worst. And that's why I'm here today to give the good news that Jesus got me through, that he can get you through any hell, divorce, high water, high and mighty, high you know what, any religious spirit, any fault finding, any accusation, any Jezebel watching, any Jezebel that's trying to stop your prophetic movement because you're loving, he can do it because of him. He doesn't need a big audience. He doesn't need a big bankroll. He doesn't need a big entourage. All he needs is Jesus. And I thank God and a few people that are with me behind the scenes that nobody's seen and heard of black and white. God bless you. This is Tavo D'Arcy. Excited. You know, I'm so thankful for this new era. I'm thankful God has allowed and entrusted me and all of you, many of you, in this new era. It's a new era. It's to say, let's don't maximize Jezebel and enthrone her by having all this dark stuff, demonology in our ministry. Let's think we are the overcomers. We overcame the accuser, Revelation 12, verse 7. We can do with all these, we can do all things through him that strengthens me if we keep our focus and don't get mind blinded by the theology that's out there today in too many quarters, and not by media and not by ourselves. Not by ourselves, our special little famous worldwide famous ego self. I love you. So do I. I respect you. Have a great day. Go on and uh, in your relationships, evaluate if you and others that you need to train and equip are abiding in James 3.17 fruit that resembles the wisdom that comes from above. That's the criteria, abiding relationship theology for this ministry. How do I act and handle it when somebody's mean to me, when I'm the boss, when they're the boss, and I get pressure? 
in a family, in a marriage, our mates, our friends, and I'm, I'm working on me. How do we handle it? Do we resemble the wisdom that comes from above in, in <clears throat> excuse me, in um, James 3.17, which is E-O-R-R. -R. Automatically, if you do James 3.17, you are going to be E-O-R-R, -R, and you need to be E-O-R-R -R right now. James 3.17 criteria is under pressure. Go into God and your relationship for help to do this, which will really be you're acting like Ephesians 1, 1 and 3. Uh, you know, so the James 3.17 is pure, or you're acting pure in every situation, with every relationship, peaceable, easily entreated, full of mercy and good fruit without partiality, without hypocrisy. And if you are doing that and abiding in that and enduring in that, we're going to be the bride of Christ, the true bride of Christ. Walking it out, the love walk, Philadelphia and brotherly love church, all that, the doors of that church, it says in Revelation, the doors of the church that will never close is the Philadelphian brotherly, motherly and sisterly love walk church, the true church that is inside some, some of the walls and outside a lot of walls. Thank you. Thanks to the Lord. Thank you all. God bless you. This is Tabo DRC signing off for now.